This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Brought to you by Pfizer. You're listening to Cordishi and Coit. Call the show at 401-737-1287. 1037-WEEI, Southern New England's sports original. Welcome back to Cordishian Coit on WEEI 401-777-1037 is our phone number. Bob Kraft, what is he thinking? What should he do this season or offseason? Should he get rid of Mac Jones? Should he fire Bill Belichick? Should he at the very least take away Bill Belichick's ability to shop for the groceries? Well, what should Bob Kraft, should he do nothing? Will he do nothing? Do you think, and I know some people have thrown this idea out there, Nick, a lot of people think that Belichick doesn't want to get rid of Kraft for a couple of reasons. Number one, because right now, who's taking the heat? It's Bill. It's not Bob. And number two, um, you know, I, I think he doesn't want what happened with Tom Brady to happen here. What happens if he fires Bill Belichick? Belichick goes to a team like the Chargers and is competing for a Super Bowl once again. Like, does he want that to happen twice? You know, I, 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 there's so many factors involved in this and, you know, then there's the third one, too. People, you know, there's a rumor out there, and I don't know how true it is, but there's a rumor that Belichick makes somewhere in the neighborhood of $25 million a year to fill both roles as, you know, head coach and GM, if you will. And, you know, one of the rumors is people think he has two years left on that deal. Nobody knows. that The details have never been released of his contract. But I don't know. What do you think's going through Bob Kraft's head? If you had to give it your best guess, what do you think Bob Kraft is thinking about doing? Yeah, I mean – I think all these things are probably, you know, factors, Scott, but I think the bottom line for Kraft is the product is not good right now. The product on the field, the product with your team is not good and they need to do something about it. And if it means moving on from the coach, then I I think he's going to have to do that. He, He may have to write a big check or they may have to figure out how to pay Belichick or whatever's remaining on his contract. But if it means that they're moving toward, you know, being a contend contending football team again, then, then he may have to do it. I mean, that, that's the thing. I think it always comes back to with Kraft is what does the product look like? Where are the Patriots in terms of contention and whatnot? And they're not, that's the thing right now is they're not contending. And what is the future here? Is there a clear trajectory to the future? I, I don't think there is right now. And that that's a scary prospect that the Patriots have to turn around here as, as quickly as they can. And, and if the product's not good, I think Kraft is going to do something about it, you know, no matter what the, 
what the cost, even if it is high, to to move on from from Belichick. I, they're going to have to at some point. So my friend and former co-host Brian Morey, who you know used to work for the Patriots as well, but we were co-hosts, as you know, many years ago on the Score. He gets pissed off when we talk about stuff like this, or I bring it up on the show or on social media. You know, what do you do with Bill Belichick at the end of the season? Do you take away his personnel responsibilities? Do you even consider firing him? He thinks we come across as ungrateful, and I, that is not true. I appreciate everything that Bill Belichick has done for this organization in the 20-year run of unprecedented success that you know, the Patriots had on his watch. I appreciate it. doesn't mean I don't appreciate that. But does that mean you get a free pass in perpetuity just because, you know, you had that historic 20-year run? I mean, at what point can we become critical of Bill Belichick? That's my question. We're now four years removed from Tom Brady. In my opinion, now in yep. year four, we should be showing signs of progress. We should be on an upward trajectory. We're not. We're on a steep downward path and bottoming out. And it shouldn't be that way. And to, to suggest that Bill Belichick should be beyond criticism because of the 20 years he gave us, I think that's ridiculous. So that's why I, I disagree with Brian Morey. Brian, if you're listening, I'm sorry. We don't see eye to eye on this. And I'm not well, saying Bill Belichick should be fired. By the way, I'm one of the people that still thinks he can coach, okay? I'm not yeah. so sure he can build a roster. I think he's failed in that department. But I, I still think the guy can coach. But – you know, some people don't even think that. Some people think that these new coaches, the Mike McDaniels of the world and the Kyle Shanahan's have it all over Bill Belichick, that they're not intimidated by him and that they see right through his methods. And, you know, I, I, I don't know if I'd go that far. I think if you give the guy talent, I think he can coach him up and scheme it up. Well, uh, my confidence has been shaken on that part, Scott, this year, because, yes, he hasn't given himself, you know, the talent as Bill the GM but there's also this thing here where the Patriots don't – I think what we prided ourselves on with the Patriots and Bill Belichick as the coach uh, in his time here has been the discipline and all that, and you're not seeing that from the Patriots. Like, you know, when, when, you're, when you're in Vegas and you get a stop on the first drive and you force them into a field goal and you get called for a, you know, a weird penalty that – sets the Raiders back up with a first down and then all these little small penalties that to me is discipline and teams buying in yep. and that's on the coaching and that to me, and it's not just that game. It's been a thing with this team. It hasn't been as disciplined as they have been in the past. And that's where I say, Ooh, okay. Are they buying what this coaching staff and Bill the coach is preaching and trying to establish here? That's where my confidence has been, shaken a little bit in in bill the coach currently but if anybody any show has been you know i i think defending the whole you know uh, we need to be grateful for bill belichick you know and what he did here it's been this show um i think you and i have been pretty defensive about that because i do think brian is right in the fact that i think some people are like uh, you know oh well you know it was all brady and belichick did nothing and and i think we've made that defense here the last you know few weeks like okay well all right, folks, let's let's be real here. Let's be let's be grateful that that the guy was a heck of a coach, that he did all that he did here, even with Brady, with Brady, without Brady. Um, you know, but I, I agree with you in the fact that it is now year four without Brady and the Patriots. We had the confidence that Bill Belichick, when they kept Bill Belichick and they moved on from Tom Brady, 
that he would move this organization in the right direction. They would have a transition plan. They would be on a trajectory where they would compete and whatnot. One in five is not good enough. And the team that they put on the field this year has not been good enough. And that's been concerning. I share your concern that they're maybe not buying in lock, stock and barrel to what he's preaching. Uh, I don't want to say that he's lost the team. I think that would be an overstatement. But I, I, I don't see him coaching up this current group. of. And I, I know they have a lot of injuries. But, you know, the first two games of the season, when they were competitive and had a chance against two very good teams in Philly and Miami, I said, okay, good example of Bill kind of coaching them up. But they're just yeah. not quite at the level of those two teams. But from that point on, it's been a disaster. Even in the win over the Jets, they should have they, – they controlled and they dominated that game, and they barely won, and they almost lost on a Hail Mary at the end. They looked awful in that win over the Jets. And you can't tell me that if Aaron Rodgers wasn't healthy, they would have lost that game. They'd be 0-6. They wouldn't be 1-6. Scott, I think if they play the yeah. Jets now, they go down. I, I agree. With Zach Wilson yeah. right now, I think there's a good chance they lose that game. And then this the two back-to-back dreadful performances against the Cowboys and Saints, and then they followed it up. Nick, you pointed out correctly, the mistakes, the penalties, the things they did to shoot themselves in the foot against the Raiders to give take themselves out of you know a position where they could win that game. I, I don't know what's going on. Like Right now, Bill Belichick cannot coach him up, at least for this bad team he can. Maybe he can coach yeah. up good teams. Right now, he's not coaching up this bad team. Yeah, and that's where my confidence has been like, ooh, uh, you know, I've been defensive about like, no, Bill still can coach at his age. He can still coach. Bill the coach is good. But when the discipline goes away, when all these things pop up, you're like, oh, boy, okay, well. And it's, again, it's been a thing with this Patriots team, even dating back to last year. I mean, some of the some of the mistakes, like the the Patriots have always, always been good on special teams because Bill has emphasized it, right? Like Bill, sometimes we, we criticize him so much because he's like, you're using a roster spot on this, you know, guy that's specifically for special teams when you could keep another receiver or another pass rusher or another something like that. But it was always, well, it's because they were really good in that phase. And it, you would see that on the field that the last couple of years, even there, the, the discipline has sort of slipped. You know, even I think back to that last Buffalo game last year, last game of the season, when they're taking back kick returns for touchdowns. It's like, when would that happen against the Patriots special teams unit? It never happened because they were just so good, so talented, so right. disciplined there. And so it, it's it's been a thing. It's It's what the Patriots are right now. And that's why my confidence has been a little shaken. 401-777-1037, the phone number. Steve is in Fall River. Good morning, Steve. You're next on Cordishian and Coit on WEEI. How are you guys? Hi, Steve. I just want Hi, to compliment Steve. the callers I've heard in the last three weeks. I heard a good guy today on the Celtics. The guy you said was like right. me. I don't even remember his point because he was yelling. I'm not sure about his point. Uh, I want to bring up something about Mike Vrabel. I do want to talk about the rebuild, but quickly I want to bring up something about Mike Vrabel and Dante Skanek, and I'll put it in the same sentence. Mike Vrabel's best play in the Super Bowl, does everybody remember the play when he went down on uh, in the Super Bowl where Ty Law had the pick six against the Rams? Mike Vrabel created that situation by blitzing Kurt Warner. Yes. But what you right. don't realize yes. is the right tackle, the right tackle, Rod Jones, was a replacement. Mike Motts during the week, one of the biggest news things was the starting tackle, the year, the multi-year starting tackle, 
didn't get in shape enough. He's not going to play. The guy made a mea culpa, and this Rod Jones started. He blocked down instead of taking Mike Vrabel. So the point is Dante Skarnecchia should be rung by Greg Randall, Brandon Gorin, and Tom Ashworth. Those were the three right tackles that played in the Patriots dynasty, which, by the way, some people think is 20 years. It was 01 to 04. There was only one dynasty. There was a great run. A dynasty is just what it says. You win a lot in a short period of time. That was the greatness of Dante Scarnecchia. But they won three uh, more Super Bowls guy. later in the in the next decade. So how wasn't that a dynasty too? You can call them two separate dynasties or one big one. Take your pick. But how was that second well, run of three Super Bowl victories not a dynasty? You know what? It it was a dynasty. But you know, I I hate I'm I'm I agree, with Scott. But it wasn't a twenty year dynasty. And there was a ten year desert in the middle. We'll get into that. It, but Let's it wasn't go, a desert. We, it wasn't a desert. They went undefeated. They they, they played in the We, we were the Indianapolis in Colts uh, light. We were the, we became the Indianapolis Colts. We didn't win okay. for ten years. All right. We went in win. a drought. I don't want to. I don't want to. That's not what I want to talk about. All right, go ahead to your next point, quick. We <laughs> are in a rebuild. Can we all agree we're in a rebuild? Yeah, but it should have. Been I know better. we don't. I. I know we don't like to go back in history, but we're in 91, 90, 91. We're in the Rod Rust era. We're in a rebuild. The Crafts came in, inherited a, a coaching staff, inherited a, a team that was a front office ops that built this team. They got into a beef together, but we all know the story with uh, with uh, Crafts and, and, uh, and Parcells. When yeah. Parcells left, the Patriots looked west. They asked the DeBartolos, which should we do? And they said, take this guy, Pete Carroll, which guess what? Maybe was a little too early in Pete Carroll's career because he is a great coach. But at the time he came in for the yeah. Patriots, it wasn't right. I'm mm-hmm. asking the Patriots to look west again. I'm asking the Kraft to look west again at the model in the San Francisco 49ers. Their drafting machine. They've had how many quarterbacks? Rosters oh, in the is. league. Mac Jones can play on a good roster. Dan Olowski's already said if he was in San Francisco, he could play. We can't wait to find a top five quarterback because guess what? It took all these other guys 20 years in our division. We need to build this team with a magnificent roster, a top five, a top seven roster, and then you can use a lot more quarterbacks to be successful. I, I agree, Steve. And, and so thanks yep. for the phone call because he could have gone on forever. So I'm going to end it there. <laughs> he got um, there. No, he got there. It was, yep. I get it. Yeah, yep. And that's good. fine. I, I, don't, I think San Francisco is a great model. And you could talk mm-hmm. about Lynch and the job he's done, you know, picking players for that roster. And they've got some extremely talented players. You can talk about Kyle Shanahan and the great job he's done coaching them up. Um, look, I don't know who Bob Kraft is going to call if and when he decides to move on from Bill Belichick. But you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I worry that Gerard Mayo has been anointed the next guy. I, I almost feel like if it continues to be as bad as it is, I feel like you need to make a complete cream, a clean break from clean house. Yeah, yeah, from from you know the Belichick regime. Yeah, if it continues we, along this path, right? No, I I think I think you might be right, Scott. Um, you know, and I think the model in the league, you know, not just with San Francisco, but 
you know, look at when the Rams won their Super Bowl with a guy that, you know, I think has some, you know, offensive, you know, mindset there. Uh, look yep. at Miami right now with Mike McDaniel. Yep. Look at the offensive mindset there. Look at Sirianni with Philadelphia. Look at all the shots they took at wide receiver and the guys that they brought in. Like, that's that's the league. The league is and, offensive. And, you know, and, and they moved on from an expensive quarterback, and they still found a way to get it done in the category. Yeah, they did. was a disaster for them, and yet they found a way to move on and find their next guy. Like, it, it can be done. It can be done. And I, and I think the Patriots need to I, – I said this even, you know, when Brady was still here, you know, when we were talking about, what you know, okay, what's going to be the plan for the future – I think the the best thing you can do is, and I I think maybe that's why they feel a little helpless right now, is if if they had a quarter, you know, Bailey Zappi didn't have a great training camp. Clearly, they don't they don't you know feel that he's you know on the path that he was last year in terms of maybe development or pushing Mac Jones. You feel a little helpless right now at the quarterback position because they haven't really taken you know any a lot of good shots at it. You know what I'm saying? Like I think the best thing you can do is an organization that's searching for the franchise guy, the future is take a lot of shots, you know, draft a guy every year, bring in a veteran that can push the young kid, whatever. It doesn't feel that way right now. Like people are like, well, maybe you have to bench Mac Jones after those two bad performances, you know, against the Cowboys and Saints, but you're like, okay, so you bench Mac Jones. Where are you turning? Like you're turning to a, a journeyman like Will Greer. Is he, is he ready? Like you don't feel like you can turn anywhere. If they had a young player or a guy that you know maybe has some potential or showed some in the past or whatever then maybe you'd feel better about making a switch there but you don't and that that's the the helpless feeling right now is that and and I, I think some of these other teams were able to you know turn around look at it and say well let's give this Jalen Hurts guy a, a chance or let's do this or let's go with Brock Purdy and and see where we can where we can go and all of a sudden they stumble on the next guy the guy that's leading them to victories and you don't feel like the Patriots have that right now. And, you know, maybe some of that is just the the drafting that we've talked about. In the I past. don't know what they did to Bailey Zappi, but he is not the player he was last year. Not even close. And, I mean, I, I feel like they've ruined him. Like, he, I, they have no confidence in him. We have no confidence in him. Uh, he looked awful in the preseason. I mean, when this guy came in last year, he was a serviceable backup quarterback. Yeah. He was a good soldier. He did what was asked of him. I think the players responded to him when he was on the field. What happened to that guy last year, and how did he get to where he is this year? I mean, did the coaching staff ruin him? Is it just that the talent is so bad around him and the offensive line can't protect, and that's why both quarterbacks look bad? Whatever it is, I don't know what happened, but Bailey Zappi is far from the guy we saw a year ago. I can tell and you that's that. That stinks because I, I think it's a confidence thing, Scott, because like when he has gotten in the game, what was it? The Saints game, you know, he comes in in relief of Mac and there was that play where Hunter Henry, whoever was defending him, he he burned him and he had a step on him. And if Zappy makes a good throw there, Henry's got a huge gain out of it and he sailed the throw over his head. And I'm like, oh, like Mac, man, like Mac did last week against the Raiders. <laughs> right, right. But, wide open right but i'm saying like you know if you're coming in relief and you want to push the guy that's in front yeah. of you like last year i feel like i feel like zappy comes in and makes that throw this year he sails it over his head and then it's just like there's the body language isn't good like it, it, it stinks because you you'd love to have somewhere to turn with a with a young quarterback you thought that maybe zappy might push mac in camp and that wasn't the case. He was turning the ball over left and right in the preseason. You know, clearly something went wrong here, and, and that stinks because if they were able to develop him a little bit, maybe they'd have somewhere to turn.
All right, a couple of quick calls before we take our next break. Uh, Dave in Mystic, Connecticut, wants to talk about Bob Kraft. Dave, you're next on Cordishi and Coit and WEEI. Hey, good morning. Hi, uh, yeah, just a few comments. Uh, in, in, in business, fatal errors, decisions are made all the time. And Kraft made a fatal error four years ago, and he decided to take Belichick's word that Brady was done. Now, Brady, all these years, had given up a lot. He'd given up money. He, he was, a, you know, the, the best team player you could ever ask for. And really, the, he should have been able to end his career. And, and the, the progression would have been having finished his career, uh, you know, a Patriot. And then, uh, you know, at that point, Kraft comes in and, and, you know, maybe gives him partial ownership for all the stuff that he's done for, for, the, for the organization over the years. Now, now corporations have board, board of directors. Everybody has to answer to somebody. In, in my opinion, the board of directors of the, of the corporation should fire Kraft you know, and maybe sell the team. Belichick, just you know, he's just—he's nothing without Brady. I mean, everybody can see that. So for me, the fatal error was on Kraft. Kraft should probably be removed, and maybe a new CEO or sell the team because okay. he's the one who created this. We're the new Detroit Lions. I said it four years ago. We're gonna. All right, Dave. Thanks. Thanks for the phone call. First of all, Kraft's not removing himself, and he is not nope. selling the franchise. So you can call for that all you want. It's not going to happen. No, it just isn't. I agree. I agree. Um. But the you know the error of moving on from from Brady, I think is you know he never should have worn another uniform. And I'll well, agree I think with I, I think two errors that. are made. I think I think when Kraft overstepped his bounds with Garoppolo and forced Belichick to trade Garoppolo for a bag of balls to to appease Brady, and then later on he's like, okay, Bill, maybe maybe I didn't do right by you with Jimmy G. If you're telling me Brady's close to done, okay, we'll move on from Brady, and it wasn't committing to Brady to the end. So like it, it, two errors were made there. Yeah, he tried. He tried to please both parties, and yep. he he should have gone in one direction. And again, I I would have said, you know, sign Brady to whatever deal he wants. He, he should never wear another uniform, and you got to keep the guy happy. And so the fact that he did and won another Super Bowl somewhere else was a was an error. Is he he's not going to sell the team? Um, so yeah, you're right. Cross that off the list. But um, can he help make some changes and and change the trajectory of this team that may be coming here in in the next couple months? The one thing I will agree with Dave on is, it, 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 look, Brady should have finished his career as a Patriot, and he should yep. have been offered a position like partial ownership. You want to be, you know, somewhere up in the front office. The, the fact that he is involved with the Raiders, and I know that's hit a little bit of a roadblock and a snag with NFL owners and minority ownership, but he should he should have always been a part of the Patriots franchise, and he shouldn't be with another NFL franchise. That's uh, Kraft mishandled that, too. Let's say hello to Peter in Cranston. Good morning, Peter. You're next on Cordishi and Coit and WEEI. Hi, Peter. Good morning. How you, good morning. How are you doing? Good. What's up? Hi, Peter. What's happening? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to make it short and sweet. Mr. Kraft spent some money on luxuries, the tower, the screen. I don't know how this works in the financial scheme of things of owning the team, but couldn't he spend that money and get some good players up there? Look, I, I think people look at it, and, and I, I think it's a, it's a point that has been made, and yep. I, I get it. Believe me, I, I get it because people are like, we we take the, the number one elite wide receiver over the elite light tower that you can see both skylines on. Like, I, I, I get it. I, I think it's getting that call. I'm, I'm not surprised, and yep. I, think it's, I think that's what people think when they look With at the- it. With the exception of that one offseason a few years ago when they spent big time in free agency, Bob Kraft and the Patriots are always among the bottom five or six teams in actual cash spending on players, and that is by design. That's the way they want it. And instead, he's spending his money like 
you know, he correctly pointed out on the bells and whistles, a new lighthouse, a new video board, all that other stuff. The bottom line is, Bob, you no longer have a franchise that is a destination for free agents that say, yeah, I'll join the Patriots for less money because I have a chance to compete for a Super Bowl. Guess what? You now have to overpay to get top-tier talent to your organization. That's just the way it is. And if you're not going to play that game, then maybe you should sell the franchise. That's what I would say. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap things up. Joe will have his producer's question of the week when we continue with Cordishi and Coit on WEEI. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 